Hello and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Raven, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. And, of course, very grateful for Mozart's beautiful introduction. Who couldn't be thankful for that? Well, today we are going to be continuing our exploration of third-party candidacy, the particular candidacy of Rocky Anderson, and the subject of spiritual capitalism. What the heck is that, you may ask? Well, stay tuned and we will get to it. I also want to invite any of you to call in during the show because the door is open today. There isn't a guest to speak of, uh, just my alter ego. So surely you may step up and speak with me, ask me questions about the subjects at hand. It's my pleasure to speak with you. The guest call in number is 602. 753-1860, 1860, 602-753-1860. So the first subject that I would like to bring up here is the subject of a closed system we currently have called a democratic system which is essentially a form of yo-yo between between the Democrats and the Republicans, which both of whom play with the same softball, and they receive soft donations from the same corporate sponsors. So they may have different names, they may have different party affiliations, but in a sense, there's truly one party. This is very aggravating because the people are not part of it at all. I just had, I would call, a rather eye-opening conversation with a gentleman who worked on Capitol Hill back in the 70s. And today we may have some idea that things have gotten worse, and we might be right. However, I think it's really very valuable to remember, and I was certainly reminded through this conversation I just had had prior to this show, that there has been rot in Washington for a long, long time. And this is a gentleman who served on a commission during the Nixon presidency on population. And what he observed as a young uh, graduate student participating uh, on the Hill in this commission designed to provide research information to Congress on the subject of population growth and excuse me he did so and the audience, the receptivity of Congress was a big fat closed door, what he described as blowing smoke in the face of the public. There wasn't even a modicum of interest about we the people. There is such serious self-interest in the political and social 
and economic gain of the politicians using their office to which we elected them. It was all self-interested. And it was sobering for him, he was telling me, to witness how bald and brazen was the politician's self-interest and overt absence of interest in their constituents. So saying that is painful enough, and hearing it is, I'm sure, for you painful, because we like to think that we are somewhere, somehow, even if on a back burner, on the agenda. But it appears that we are truly an afterthought in Congress and the White House. They're going about business as usual, which has to do with funding of campaigns and making deals. They are businessmen on Capitol Hill and with an oath of office that has been tossed aside so that we, the people, can essentially be played with during their cycle. And there's a lot of rhetoric about who we are to them. But the important point here is that it is rhetoric. And then up comes a gentleman like Congressman Representative Dennis Kucinich. There comes a representative such as Ron Paul. There came a representative such as Russ Feingold. There has been a history of numerous true servants of the people in Congress. The only problem is you can count them on both hands over the course of time. Maybe four hands. Forehand. But they see us as essentially for play for them to go in and make the killing. Isn't it funny that the politicians who go into office hardly have a dime when they get in? But many of them become millionaires while in office. What kind of service is that? Well, we really know the answer to that. It's service to the corporate agenda. That's what. And most recently, up comes a real gentleman, a real honorable man, former mayor of Salt Lake City, Rocky Anderson two-time, two-term mayor from 2000 to 2008. Humanitarian par excellence has won more humanitarian awards than anyone I have ever met. And environmentalist, having reduced the carbon footprint of Salt Lake City by a third in but three years. This is impressive. And from really disgust quite honestly, 
at the thought of losing his read our country during the Bush years and the first several of the Obama years, which are so close to indistinguishable indistinguishable from the prior administration, no matter that it went from Republican to Democrat. In disgust, he said, I have got to do something to save my country. I've got to do something to preserve the integrity of our Constitution. And having finished his stint as mayor several years back, he decided to take on the incredibly arduous task of running for president without money, without backing of any particular sort but with a strong sense of conscience and a strong sense of commitment. Ross Rocky Anderson threw in his hat and decided, into the middle, that is, and decided to run for President of the United States in a third party because the Democratic Party is another party that he had to leave as he left the Mormon Church and probably any number of other organizations over time because his own ethical standards are quite high and he's just not willing to play ball with anything less than what he really feels he and we, the people, deserve. So I really want to bring your attention to the candidacy of this gentleman I had the opportunity to interview him back in December. I saw him originally on Amy Goodman's Democracy Now. I then interviewed him myself twice on A Better World with Mitchell J. Rabin on Progressive Radio Network, which you can easily access simply by going to www.abetterworld.tv, abetterworld.tv, and just click on the radio archive or put his name into the search engine, or in the archive, scroll down to December and the beginning of January. And on Blog Talk Radio, right here, I have spent two half-hour time slots speaking with him, two shows speaking exclusively to Rocky Anderson about his platform, about the uh, disintegration of our otherwise great country in so many respects. And it saddens the heart of anyone to see what has happened here. So, what can I say to you, except that I would entreat you to go to our website, again, abetterworld.net or abetterworld.tv, either one, actually, and uh, in the lower left-hand corner, you can click on videos of Rocky Anderson and meet him yourself. Get a sense and see the value of being able to vote with your own conscience and your own heart instead of this notion of a lesser of two evils. Because I dare say 
they're both a form of evil. And when I say evil, I'm not sure I mean in the in the classic Judeo-Christian sense of it, Jewish or Christian, but rather in the sense of people who have sold their soul for the sake of power and money. That's being devilish, let's put it that way. That's losing the game of life. And Rocky couldn't be more different. There are other excellent candidates out there in the third parties. Jill Stein, for instance, who I also interviewed. Gary Johnson for Libertarian Party, uh, who I have yet to interview. Uh, Rocky, in my worldview, stands out particularly because he has had executive experience running a, well, it's probably the 125th largest city in America, managing a multi-million, probably even a multi-hundred million dollar budget. And he's had to make snap decisions while under pressure to help move the city forward. And this isn't easy. And the other candidates, as far as I know, do not have any comparable style experience. It counts for a lot. And when you look at his track record and you look at his uh, his positions, you see this is a man who wants to withdraw from all the wars in which we are currently engaged. He wants to vastly reduce the military budget. He wants to support sensible health care in the United States for people. He wants to support education. He wants to free us from these utterly unconstitutional and immoral uh, pieces of legislation like the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, would want to turn around the executive order by the smiling President Obama while allowing in this national defense management order, allowing the Department of Defense to co-opt our water, our food, and our labor when they would, or the president, would decide it's in the national interest. It would never be in the national interest. There is no circumstance in which it would be in the national interest. If you run a world and government based on war, you're going to always have to engage in war. That is the product, and that is also the byproduct. If, as uh, the great psychologist Uh, whose name is now escaping me, believe it or not, said, maybe you'll get it or maybe I'll get it from my (laughs) repeating his oft-quoted statement that if you see the world as nails, if you only have a hammer, you will tend to see the world as nails. And this is a very serious problem that we're not recognizing the lens, the shade, the sunglasses we're always wearing, which always skews our perspective into that direction. And this is an insidious part of human perception. Perception psychology has helped to bring this 
to the foreground. So if you've always walked around with a loaded pistol, you will find a reason to use it. Just ask George Zimmerman. This is the way it goes. If you walk around with an open heart, you will find find other hearts to join you. That's the way that goes. In a sense, you could say the universe is homeopathic. We tend to vibrate with that which we are ourselves vibrating. So if you want a world of peace, speak peace, feel peace, be peace. It's not mysterious at all. Peace is not something that can be negotiated in a treaty. You can come up with a couple of the finer points of it, but the true terms, the spiritual terms of peace, can only be decided in the heart among people who themselves are peaceful. So it is on that basis that I really seek to turn your attention toward Rocky Anderson. His website is voterocky.org. And the website for the party, the Justice Party, is www.justicepartyusa.org. Justicepartyusa.org. So, this is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. I'm very glad you're joining us again this evening. And uh, I'm still getting my bearings here at Blog Talk Radio because it's a show that's only half an hour, something I'm not particularly accustomed to, but I guess there's a time and place for everything, and that's just fine. For the second part of today's show, I would like to address the subject of spiritual capitalism. This idea that we can bring to the world's economy values that we would call humane, ecological, and spiritual. In some ways, in this domain, you could say these words are somewhat interchangeable. They're all pointing in a certain direction of bringing heart to the table, to the marketplace, suggesting at base there is a way to conduct business that is highly profitable and supports the people engaged in the business, the employers and the employees, rather handsomely, so that no one has to get hurt or harmed in the running of the business. Unlike the current setup, which we all know, employers seek in general to pay as little as they can to get away as we say with as much as they can to make a killing as it is also said it's spoken metaphorically but it ends up to be quite literal in fact most sadly and unfortunately and the environment is just a sandbox for us to do whatever it is we need to do. So this doesn't work so well. This is an unfortunate amalgam 
of low-end values that really don't serve any of us and only tend to harm our planet and all living things on it. And what is going on today with global warming, climate change, with human trafficking, with the disaster of the economy, with uh, casino capitalism ruling the day, the banking industry basically being unregulated and unprosecuted, what we see is a setup, truly, that does not allow us to properly breathe deeply and to have our own deep sense of humanity while engaging in business, except for those who have brought a spiritual tone to their business which of course we do to the best we can here at A Better World, in our media work, in the sale of our products and the like. And there are, thank goodness, many, many companies across the world who are highly conscientious and no less entrepreneurial. They are deeply concerned about recycling, about sustainability, about the use of fossil fuels and natural resources, and they don't say not to use them. They are suggesting be judicious. That's what we need to be, judicious. So that's the sensibility that I want to bring to this conversation. Another phrase that's often used is socially responsible business. And Ben and Jerry's, in between making delicious uh, pints of ice cream for us all, ran and began this organization called Businesses for Social Responsibility, a.k.a. BSR. And there, they cultivated an entire harvest of businesses and identified businesses across the land who share these same values, these same perspectives, and sought with everything they had to bring these to the foreground, to integrate them, that's a key word, to integrate them into their business lives and their business practice. So with that said, does it look like I have a caller? I am so sorry. Let me tune in right now. Caller, do I have a caller on the line here? Hello? Is there a caller on the line? Here we go. Yes, Hi. can you hear me caller now? On the line. Can you hear me? Yes, I'm so sorry. I just noticed that you were there. I'm well, my own engineer. I'm spirit, spirit driven to be here because I came across your show and you're de- describing exactly what I'm all about. I'd love I'm to share my to name. And, I'm sorry? I'm thrilled to hear it. What is your name, sir? Uh, my name is Hugh, H-U-G-H. Uh, the last name is Trollson, T like Tom, R-A-U-L-S-E-N like Nancy. If you put yes. a .com after that, you'll come to a site, and if you click on historical articles, you'll find something quite fascinating, a front-page Wonderful. Wall Street Journal article from 
back in the early 80s with attachments. And the last item is a letter from our current president to me related to the economy, uh, July 7, 2009, which I responded to and followed up numerous times without one word back from the administration. In my letter of response, I said that I have no risk strategies that will they're actually a strategic intelligent enhancement that yeah. will allow businesses that will the opportunity to expand and diversify to an unlimited degree in any field and create jobs and opportunities at the same time. It's totally transparent, highly ethical and moral and will force companies to be more responsible for their employees, their customers, the environment yeah. and the and the community. How if you don't mind telling me, how long were you on the line before I got to you? I came in at pretty much the beginning of the show, but uh, that oh. doesn't matter. We're connected okay. now. <laughs> we are connected and I'm I'm glad for your call in. And uh, I just wanted to to have a little engineering wake up call, so thank you for that. Uh it sounds like the work you're doing, Hugh, is excellent. And it's right along the pathway of what I talk about on this show literally every week, with some exceptions when I have spillover from my other show and I need to have a guest on that isn't necessarily directly about either the presidency of a third party or about socially responsible business. So I'm very glad you're tuned in. Well, I don't uh, currently use email. If you see my phone number, if you can call me, i got things that will... Uh, really get people's attention too, and uh, excellent. I'd love to. I have a few books and a blockbuster movie in me, and I also have a friend who's a psychologist of 40 years down in Florida who has a blog talk show, uh, Focus Change. Dr. Ed Maloney, who I'd love to have you interact with, also. Sure, absolutely. I'm all for it. I'm all for and, it. I feel and my that... big mission and vision is bringing spirituality into global economics and yes. combining it with unconditional love. Excellent. That's, I mean, if spirituality isn't something more than, you know, unconditional love, I don't know what it is. So I think you're, no pun intended, right on the money. Yes, and there's a gentleman who uh, has, he's also a writing candidate for president, and you yes. might look at his site. It's Light Party, L I G H T. David Orenstein. I'm sorry? David Orenstein. Oh, you know David. I know David for probably 30 years. All right. He knows who I am. Okay. Very good. Yep. Very good. I know David well. In fact, I spoke to him just a couple of weeks ago. He gave me a call. So, yes, I've helped to support him at various points. He's run many times. But uh, with all due respect to the Light Party and David, I don't really think he's qualified for the position. Um, like him as I do, fond as him as I am, uh, this is a very rigorous position, and I myself have been strongly behind this gentleman I mentioned earlier, Hugh, Rocky Anderson, who has actual, you know, executive experience as the mayor of the city. So well, I would love to interact. He can make me his Joe the plumber, but I'm no Joe the plumber. I'm solution-oriented. <laughs> You're obviously much advanced of that. Listen, we're just about out of time. I'm very glad that you um, introduced yourself here, and I'm so glad that you have to pawn a better world. And let me just make sure I've got the spelling of your last name for the audience as well so we can go to your website. 
Hugh, H-U-G-H, T-R, continue the spelling. Uh, T-R-A-U-L-S-E-N, like Nancy. Are you in New York? Yes, I am. You start looking in kitchens, you'll see that name all over. My father manufactured commercial refrigerators and freezers, Google Charleston and Company Incorporated. Okay, fine. I'm sorry? Very good. Will do. Hugh, thanks so much for calling. And Call me anytime. Very good. And check out my website at betterworld.tv. And uh, we'll you and I will be in touch. together. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks again. Thanks. It's such a pleasure to have you all listening today. Uh, this is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. Let me just remind you that every Monday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard, Daylight I'm on Progressive Radio Network. Please come and join me and Tuesday night on television. Goodbye for now and see you next week.